you're more than just bone and skin. Listen, listen to the song of the wind, the graciousness, the spaciousness coming from within. A concrete brick, a stone. The song they sing is heaven is my home. It is the effort is made somehow to bring the beingness out of the state of personhood, just to lift it up into the place of presence. You know, it feels like a lot of weight, a lot of resistance, and then by the time you finish, you're exhausted. It's not enough to to kind of like just to to push it into the absolute, so to speak. But sometimes when you when there is already that that lightness is there. You can already be speaking like consciousness with consciousness. It's very, very things become simple, and all the sense of personal problems and personal troubles in life. It seems so ridiculous after this, and you have to keep on looking and looking and looking, and you gradually come to see that all that is created by a state of mind. We are thinking it's actual that actually these things exist, but so often. People come and they are in very distressed state of mind, you know. And as soon as the seeing opens up in them, they are speaking like the Buddha, you know. I mean, the words are not poetic necessarily, but there is a power of seeing. It. My God, like and just simple things. It's not when I say speaking as Buddha, I don't mean, you know, reading the you know the Dhammapada or whatever. I'm saying just like they say, but I can. This cannot be true. And all of this, no, that that is completely unreal. But what about this problem you came with? There's no such thing really exists, actually. It just my mind was working like that, and I was looking like this, and now I can see that that is really just a, it's just a an, an illusion, and a, a delusion also. That was brought about and sustained by this idea that I am this this particular person, and see, I see that the whole person idea it's just not true, but something comes to that place of seeing, and then. Then you see, when you've seen enough like this, that it is entirely illusory. You could be spending a whole lifetime in a fabricated life, a life built upon delusions and projections and false interpretation and you know, so resentments, sort of like fermenting away, and and it's like you create a hell inside. You don't do it deliberately. But somehow the ball starts rolling slowly, and then it picks up speed and it gathers up stuff, you know. But in an instant of seeing, it's it's like it doesn't exist at all. Then of course it comes back. You say, "Whoa, but but you didn't exist yesterday. How you exist today?" And then someone says, "Oh, you know, yeah, but you're this. You're not good enough, and you're not worthy." And 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 for a while you buy it. And then they say, "Oh my God, you know, I'm so miserable. I know what's happening." And I say, "But what happened to you yesterday?" Sometimes I record the conversations and I play them the next day or two days, when the state of delusion comes again. People, oh my God, oh my God. who was speaking here? Listen, none of this exists. 
It's just imagined. It's just been imagining, you know. So who's speaking here? Yeah. Who is depressed? Who is depressed? Nobody is depressed. It's just some idea I have that someone had believed in it and it seemed to take over. And come come out of it. Come out of it. I can't. I don't know how to come out. Who's to come out? Okay, you're not in. Stop pouring something in. Sometimes, somehow, oh, what, what was that? Like, oh, out of it. And this is why it's so aptly entitled the dream. Like if we are sitting in meditation or something, like I was saying, and then somehow in your mind you you somehow find yourself walking down the beach somehow. You know, finding starfishes on the sun, picking up pebbles, and you somehow seem to walk eight kilometers down on this beach, meeting people along the way, and looking at all these boats and the beautiful sun and palm trees and so on. When you actually hear meditation, it's supposed to be like this, and then you know you hear the bell, ding, 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 and then fall. In that moment, when you remember who and where you are. Do you have to walk eight kilometers back? No, it's like it doesn't exist. It's just something in your mind like that. This is this is to show you the power of the self. There's nothing you have to fix. There's nothing you have to change. Nothing to pacify. Nothing to heal. Nothing to even to remember. Nothing. No chanting. No mantra. To in the instant you you recognize that. Somehow, you are. I don't need any more these pictures to be. I don't need the pictures of a personality. I don't need the pictures of association and memory. And I'm a good person. I don't need those pictures at all anymore. No pictures are needed. Hmm? Then you are pictureless. And still, there's this profound knowing and being. Which is nobody create. It's not a personality. It's not a man or a woman. It has no religion. It needs no future or concept future, past, even present. It's not really. Nothing sticks to it. Like space, it is like space inside. And yet it's not space like this. Space like this. This space is in this space. This space is inside the space of myself. And no imagination is required. It is as it is now. Even the speaking of myself and from myself arises in the space of my real being, and they are not two. So this is happening just like that. It's coming, and the most natural thing. Then how can what I say and what I do, which are thoughts and activities occurring inside the space of my being? How can they contaminate me? Where am I? To, what, what can I be to be contaminated? Except if I create out of myself an idea that I am thought. And as I said before, you can only be molested by a thought if you are also a thought. How can thought molest me? It's only thought, as awareness of thought. Unless I create an idea out of myself that I am not a very good guy and I should try and be better and so on, and then other thoughts can go, ah, you are not quite good. 
And then the first thought will go, yes, I am. And the second thought will go, well, look at what you did yesterday. And the first thought will go, what are you talking about? That was very good. And so it's thought, thought, ping pong, ping pong, ping pong, arising in a space which is not moving. I'm neither the bat, the ball, the playing, the table, or the players at all. Something becomes so clear for you. And so when you're clear about this, you don't have to be refereeing your life. Oh, stop. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't you stay. Don't, don't. No, it's even that, if it plays, it's, it's seen again that it is just a sort of play that is arising also in it. And you know what? There's no interest in that. And when there's no interest in a thing, it doesn't register in consciousness as an event, and so it will not become memory for you. There's so many ways we are perceiving in the same way daily. In the, every moment, you look at something here. Is that going to be buried inside your consciousness? Or look at this, this Buddha thing. Is that, oh my goodness? No. If, they do, if there's no emotional reaction, no psychological reaction, no identity, it will not be planted any seed in your head about it. Do I need to look at this with passion? Oh no. Can I make this join me? No, I cannot do it. I don't need to. But if I want to, to say, oh, this is what my Sai Baba gave me this, and it's got, oh my God. And I have dreams, oh, I was this Buddha itself. You can go like that, of course. You can go, but you are not compelled to do that. And so I can look at this or this or anything else with complete. Uh, Everything looking very clearly, blurredly, everything at it. I can look everything, and even looking at blurness with my clarity. And it doesn't. There's no footprints of that inside me. So how did some things come to trouble? Because you created a relationship with it that seemed to give it a meaning that it matters to me. That I remember that this came from my grandmother. I had six glasses here. My grandmother gave me one of them. And you know, she her lips were on them. She watched them. She kept her teeth in them. <laughs> they are deeply important to me. Okay? And then we washed it in the kitchen and there's five other glasses looking identical to it. And who moved the glasses? Well, my grandmother's glass was here, but which one is your I don't know which one it is. It was the, no, it wasn't this one. They're all identical. Who really suffers this? The glass? Or the idea you have also? So it's only the ideas we entertain that suffer from other ideas also. The idea we have of who we are is struggling with other ideas which it projects about itself. And we are aware of all of this somehow. But the thing is that some how it seems to be creeping in, another idea of ourselves keep coming in and being picked up, embraced. You see? So what is real seems to be blurred by these other energies which are coming in. And then you remember, but if they are blurred, they are just on something also seen. But who is the seer of the blurring even? And can that seer be seen? These kind of contemplations they are really burning the whole forest of noise in the mind. It brings you right back here. Wake up in the morning. What am I going to do today? I don't know what I'm going to do. Do I know how I'm going to feel today? Do you know how your food is going to taste? 
how your stomach is going to move? Do you know how many times you're going to go to the toilet? Do you know anything at all? You don't know anything at all. So why don't we just accept that and just let it show itself to you, like it just happened like that? Where is this obsession to feel like I need to know what I'm doing next week? And we have some people now. The diaries 2013 come out. Some people full already of intentions. I'm going to be meeting my my best friend from school in August the 13th, 2013. Yes, 3:30. She's calling from now, saying, "Actually, can we make it 3:35? We can go crazy like stuff like this. It's okay if it's a game." And you take it lightly, and we play, and it's fine. It's fine because if it doesn't happen, well, no big deal. But when you start to live your life by the maps drawn by your own mind, then anyway, we are, we know that we know where that goes. I think we have a choice somehow to to really pay attention to to what really is here, because nobody has ever experienced tomorrow. No one. It always remains the carrot in the mind. You never experience. You're only ever now. You see, but we can play the games with the mind. It's fine, up to a point. But then, it's as though it infiltrates your your consciousness, and somehow spread its own DNA inside there somehow. And next thing you know, you don't know. You're confused, or something. Which itself is an illusion. To be confused is an illusion. You know, it's an idea. Also, to be clear, it's an idea. <laughs> I try to say often to give a real sense or taste or feedback about how I said how my day is, how my moment is, just so that we can check in together. That it is always empty. Even when it appears to be full, it's just empty. Empty of intention, empty of any kind of residential concept, any favorite concepts. It's like it's not carrying anything at all. And how natural, how joyful, how light you are in yourself. You see. Nothing deeply troubles you. No, but on the surface, little, but it's nothing, and you don't indulge it even a little bit, and then it's enough, enough of that, and you stay in your your effortless state. It's only our um, what I'd call our conditioning that somehow keeps reminding us that we need to be something. You need to be something. You need to be better. You need to be. Quick! You need to be important. You know, you need to get these things done that we use to trouble ourselves with them. And it's not that opposite of this should be laziness. I'm not lazy. Not laziness is not the self doesn't know laziness actually, and it doesn't know involvement either. Just what is due? The expression of the the vital force, the activities of the vital force, they are happening, anyhow. And something is cooperating with that. You cannot stop it, but you can be blind to it. And this is life. 
you can be blind to the to the harmony of the of the of the vital force in its activities because when you again come out of the the ego mind you are in natural synchronicity with this cosmic flow you are at one with it and you can only bear witness you are not doing anything and that is felt as tremendous joy because you see the natural harmony of the universe and we also see the clashes and the frictions and the aggression and the the doom of the of the aggressive mind the egoic mind which is always self interested always selfish and insecure and greedy in some way and uh, how to defeat that you don't have to defeat it just you know yourself knowing yourself is the way uh, is a gentle way is the holy way of bringing the mind back into harmony you don't have to kill the mind you don't have to be violent or suppress things it's not that's there are ways we try and uh, and fail at but they have they have a sort of uh, a legacy they will continue playing like this you see but simply to understand to know to recognize your true place from where the perceiving of all things arise and to know that i cannot be any of this in your own soft uh, contemplation and inquiry you come to that conviction of seeing you have done it then you have done it somehow another another expression you've done it is fine meaning that you you've you have come home you're home you're more than this bone and skin listen listen to the song of the wind the graciousness the spaciousness coming from within a concrete brick or stone the song they sing is heaven is my home